Hello, I'm Amber Lauva and welcome to another episode of the Fashion Avenue podcast. I started this podcast in late 2018 because I love fashion and beauty and I just thought, look, I'm going to jump on the podcast train and hope for the best. So here I am. Today, I'm chatting to hair and makeup stylist Jade Kisnorbo, also known as Jade K Makeup on Instagram. After studying makeup in London, getting to work at Fashion Weeks and working alongside some of the biggest talent in the industry, Jade has well and truly carved an amazing career for herself. If you're keen to know what studying overseas has done for Jade's career as a makeup artist, how to make industry connections and how you can be a full-time freelance makeup artist and a successful one at that, then make sure you keep on listening to this episode of the Fashion Avenue Podcast. Jade, thank you so much for coming on the Fashion Avenue Podcast. Thank you for having me. No worries. I'm excited. Oh, I'm excited too. It's always fun having someone that I haven't spoken to before. So it's nice to meet you over the phone. Yeah, nice to meet you too. <laughs> so Thanks I wanna, for having me. Oh, no, that's totally fine. Thank you. I want to kind of jump straight into your life and, and your career yeah. and everything that you've done. Um, So you studied health science. Is that right? <laughs> That is correct. Yeah, I studied, I went straight out of school, did the kind of the right thing by my European parents and I thought, go get the degree for them. Um, <laughs> so I went into health science. Yep, got a degree in anatomy and physiology. Oh my God. Then graduated and actually got into physio. Wow. <laughs> um, but I fell in love and that involved moving overseas. <laughs> oh my goodness, a love story. Yeah. Oh, oh, I love it. <laughs> yep. Love story that ended up being in love with makeup too. <laughs> oh my god! Well, there you go. Because how did your kind of interest in makeup start, and what made you take the next step into studying yeah. it? Well, so a quick um, of, of my early career is basically I finished my degree um, in health science. I met my husband at eighteen. Well, I'm a husband now. 18. He was a professional sportsman overseas, so I knew him for like six weeks. Wow. He moved to England, and I we promised each other, look, I'd finish uni and then move over. So at 21, it was like, went with my degree over there. I've always loved makeup. It's always been part, like my grandmother would always wear, like, I always remember she wore red Chanel lipstick. Oh, my God. She's like... Yeah, I've always had that kind of being brought up around makeup um, and beauty, even though my mum doesn't wear it, just always loved it. However, I'm a twin. My twin sister was probably a bit more naturally better at it than me. Wow. Um, And I was just always, because we were twins, I was just always the studious one, went to uni. And then when I moved overseas with my husband, I just kind of fell into a role, I mean, a sales role, worked really hard and it was just 60 hour a week. Good pay, but I didn't love it. I really didn't love it. And with him, we would come home every year, we'd move around a lot and I just thought you know what I'm, I'm so many people probably listening you're at that point where you're just like I'm not happy I'm earning money but I hate what I do and that's yeah. how I was I just hated it so um I started to just do like things that I naturally loved which was beauty like when everyone would come over I'd be the one that would be doing their hair and makeup and you know rubbing in like their tan or whatever so I started <laughs> in England beauty is so big it's probably a little it's probably well it is definitely ahead of us here so I used it to my advantage. Um, I went and I, I looked up everything. I'm a real researcher that probably comes from my degree. Mm-hmm. So I went and I researched online and I found this school in London and I didn't want to do makeup just for weddings. I wanted to do makeup differently. I wanted to do like TV, um, models, editorial. I just, I wanted to kind of not do your average, make be your average makeup artist. That's what my aim was from at the very start. So I went 
I saw how much money it was. It was like fifteen thousand pounds. Wow. <laughs> so um, yeah, and I was like, I'm not getting one dollar from anyone because they'll turn around and be like, oh, I funded that. So I saved, 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 and I went and did it. And it was really hard, you know. People flew from you know France and Spain everywhere to go to this school. Wow. Um, we finished. Yeah, we went and we finished the course, and then at the end of it, I'll never forget the lady just saying, "Okay, you have to go do like all these pracs and things." And um, just a, uh, something to let you know, five percent of you are actually going to end up working in this field. Five percent, and I just yeah, and I just thought, oh my gosh, after spending all this money, like I can't fail. And I mean, so many people that would in fashion and every, you know, it was a fashion makeup school. I couldn't fail, so I was getting taught by people that you know did the covers for Milan Vogue. Like you, wow. I had this yeah, this knowledge around me, and I thought, oh my god, I can't, I can't do anything else now. I loved it. I was so happy. So finished there, met the right people. I think which you'll probably see more. We talk. My job is like sixty percent skill, forty percent personality, and, and make, making people feel at ease. Yeah. So I just thought I'm going to really make people feel so amazing that when they leave, they just hopefully keep coming back. Yeah, great. So, yeah, that was the thing I took away from school and then I just worked really hard. Two years, I did not get paid $1. I actually just kept spending money and money and everyone would say, like, when are you going to earn money on this? And Instagram kind of just went off. So I remember my sister calling me saying, um, Jade, you need to get on Instagram. It's this cool thing where you take filters and I just was like, whatever. Because oh England, God. yeah, Instagram, I feel like Australia, it was Australia, it was bigger than England. Wow, that's um, interesting. Yeah, they were all onto it and then I started just uh, getting on Instagram and it was probably the right time because six years ago that I really opened my Instagram and things and it was probably the right timing being the right time right place moved back to Australia so I'd worked for like six years in England just got into doing like London New York all the fashion weeks doing like music videos I actually just was really happy wow that's <laughs> and then, but then yeah and then my husband turned around yeah and he was like we got I got pregnant with Milano who's now six and a half and he was like, well, we need to go home because my career is now calling at home and I'm finished here. So I cried a lot oh, and no. then said goodbye, packed up. We'd been there 10 years at this point, packed up, left and came home and I started all over again six years ago. Oh, my <laughs> God. What a career. Yeah. What a life. <laughs> it's been, I, I feel like I've experienced a lot for 35 but yeah. I've got a lot more to, to experience. <laughs> yeah, you've got a lot of life experience too, which, you know, a lot of yeah. – I still don't have enough, I think. But, um, <laughs> no, you've got – you know, obviously you have that in spades as well and obviously having international kind of experience in, in makeup is huge and that's a massive draw card. So can I also yeah. ask, when did hair come into the equation as well? Oh, it was from – it was probably from get-go. So um, in England it was getting to the – the recession hit there a lot harder than here and in the past it was always separate but they had already said look if you're going to do makeup and you wanted to want to do it in a fashion capacity like you're going to have to know how to do hair right. and when I did it all they told me all the people in the school and kind of when I did my studying and everything they were like you're actually stronger in hair than makeup oh my god and I just didn't have the same love yeah um, I found I've, I've always found hair I'm not a hairdresser I'm a hairstylist so I I obviously can cut I'm Definitely cannot colour, um, but <laughs> I am style. Like I am, I'm not a hairdresser, so I make that really clear to everyone. Yeah. But I style, and I think a lot of people out there that you know, I, I put my hands down. I think when you're trying to be a master of all trades, a lot of people say, "Oh, you can't do hair, you can't do makeup." The styling side of it, I think you can. 
I believe you can if you're yeah. creative. And I, my vision is I see it all put together. So there's a few hairdressers in Melbourne that I love and I work with and they're amazing at their trade. But I do have a vision, like I'll see a dress for a red carpet and be like, I see this hair and this makeup. And then I'll be like, yeah, that's cool. And we work together and we collaborate. Um, I think not everyone does. If they're in makeup, they just see makeup yeah. sometimes. Um, but I've always seen the whole vision of hair and makeup. So I'm really glad I did both. Totally. And when I came home, I was very respectful too. Like I knew how it worked in England. You had to do both. Like it wasn't, you had to do both. Unless I had budgets for both, then you'd, I'd just stick to my makeup. Um, but in England, I, I mean, Australia, when I came back, it was like, no, this is makeup and this is hair. Wow, that's um, so interesting. So I just, you know what I've learned? You've got to be adaptable. Yeah. <laughs> So I was at one thing with our, I'll never forget this photographer, um, Higsey. He's in LA now and I used to always work with him and he goes, Jade, we're going to do a sports um, shoot and put you forward. And I was like, yep, no worries. Look, Jade, it's hair and makeup. I said, whatever happens, I hope it's not braiding. Because <sighs> braiding just isn't my strength. I still know hairdressers. Braiding's like, you learn that at hair, like hair, hairdressing apprenticeships when you're young and not even everyone does. Yeah. And um, I got there and I had to do it. Oh, and no. And I taught myself on the job. <gasps> and oh now I can read. So you just got to adapt. Oh, there you go. <laughs> well, there's another skill that you have. <laughs> got to adapt. And what did moving to England do for your career and your life overall? It did so many things for me, I think, Amber, in, in like career, personal, mental health. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, everything It was a positive. And I think um, – it shows you to, once again, I, I just adapted to it. You know, I fell in love with some of the big risks. I was 21. We'd been together since 18. I just went over there and I think being around people that, you you know, we went to America. Um, I did, you know, New York Fashion Week. I think by being in those situations and like people say, being in the right place, you put yourself in that place. Yeah. So I know a lot of people say, oh, luck has to do with it. Yes, luck does. But I believe that you create that. Like you, you put yourself by your decisions in that position yeah. and I just what because I made the decision to move there I wanted to make it beneficial in my career in my life and my mental health being strong by myself being independent and I think I still hold those values that I learned in my 20s yeah. now in my career so when I'm around if you are at a celebrity you know doing a celebrity um, they want you to feel like they want to feel comfortable. They want to feel empowered. So not to be fangirling, you know. Yeah, you've true. To, you, you've got to pull that. And I think even my husband being in a, an elite sport, you were around people that were of that level. So I learned by 21, I don't. I, I really don't care who anyone is. That We just all adapt and be ourselves. And I learned that early. So. Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, they're still people. Oh, God, yeah. They're yeah. the most of them. And they're all really I've tried every single makeup situation I've been in, whether it be a wedding, whether it be a model, whether it be I always try and learn something from that experience. I've never walked away and not learned either something about a person or about myself. That's yeah, why wow. it's a lot deeper than just making people pretty. <laughs> I love that. That's cute. Yeah. I love that. And yeah, God, that's amazing. And yeah. do you think you would have had the same success had you not moved? I'm a bit of a crazy person where I think our journey, like I would have got there. Mm-hmm. I would. Oh, I, I believe 
wherever you're going, you're on that journey. It just might take you a bit longer. Yes. So say, for example, I'm a mum, I have two kids. There's some things I say no to. And in that moment, I'm like, oh, does that mean that I won't get to where I want to go? I think I will. It just might take me longer than if I didn't have kids. I might have been, yes, I'll do it straight away. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. And if you have that drive as well, right? Yeah. And I think it definitely helped me because when I came back six years ago, and and, you know, I know some other artists probably were like, where'd she come from? How come she's getting this opportunity? Why is she doing this? But I think... I didn't just appear. I had like five, six years before that in yeah. England working and starting like once again from the bottom and, you know, trying to kind of just progress. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And definitely helped. Yeah. And with what work you were doing over there, what skills yeah. would you say that you brought back to Australia? What kind of skills did, um, just to be assertive, but not rude. Right. I love <laughs> That's that. That's the biggest. That's the biggest thing in fashion. Um, I know that you've probably interviewed so many different people in different job roles. Um, yeah. I think what, what in fashion happens, you've got people that are overly nice and then um, they are people pleasers and whether it be stylists, whether it be hairdressers, makeup, we creative direction, you kind of are just trying to keep the client happy, keeping everyone happy and you end up so depleted and a short career because mm. of that. Yeah. Um, and I learned really, really early on, be assertive. So if a model was on her phone, like we did things in Claridge's in, you know, um, uh, Britain and Ireland's Next Top Model, you were kind of dealing with a lot of different personalities where they were some egos and things like that. Yeah. So you kind of wouldn't tell them get off their phone. And then by the time the head makeup artist maybe was coming around and seeing their makeup, they could look awful because you haven't had their attention. So that's yeah. the time where you could please the, the, the talent in front of you. However, you'll get in trouble for it. So I just learned politely to be like, Excuse me, please, can you please get off your phone. I just need to um, do the best job. And then once we're finished, you can grab. Just be polite for 30. <laughs> yeah, really. yeah, I totally, I yeah. Really, and no, no, and it's some transferable skill that we all don't really do. Sometimes we just either are rude and like, sorry, and kind of bite someone's head off or mm. else. Yeah, we're people pleasers, and we end up uh, actually the ones in the trouble. So I learned that. I also learned how to work in really, really high pressured environment. So I never forget London Fashion Week, the head makeup artist. I've told a lot of people this. It was so stressful. The red lip and the liquid liner. It was like early on in my career, and that's like really hard technically. You know, a red lip, um, a liquid eyeliner, you have to have skill to do this. Yeah. I was not ready. And the head makeup artist was a male and he just kept saying, everyone, if you do not have this brush, you will get kicked out. And I was here. So you need to have this brush. It was so weird. He was French. And I was like, I had the brush. I had the brush. But the male next to me, he didn't. Oh, so no. I, was lending to, I was lending it to him and he was lending it to me. And I'll never forget, he just came over and he screamed at the guy next to me and he swore and he said, get the beep out. <gasps> and had, and the, it was horrible. What? But to be around, I know, it was awful. But to be around that kind of environment, I was like, if I can get through this, I can get through anything. <laughs> oh, my God. Because people in Australia are, are a lot nicer. Yeah, <laughs> we're so respect. laid back here. Yeah, it's laid back. It's chill. And you just don't have the same kind of, I hate to say it, pressure. You don't have, you do have amazing people sitting in audiences of shows and things, but there you've got the writers of everyone around the world, bang, in London or in New York. So you are under so much pressure to perform. Totally. And it must have done, yeah, so much for you being in that high pressure environment and experiencing things like that, because I think it just changes you and also changes kind of maybe your outlook on things, not necessarily in a bad way, but might just open up your eyes a little bit more to see what is out there and what type of 
yeah. I guess, work you could be doing and choosing, I and guess, from there. Yeah. There was no Insta, like there was no Instagram. Like it was That's me so doing it and you have no accolades. You have no one saying, oh, I saw you did that on Instagram. It wasn't that. It was you doing it and you were so more in that moment because yeah. you weren't worried about taking the photos. I yeah. remember I took some on my iPhone to show people, you know, in Australia, but it wasn't the same as now where the social is such a big part of it. So oh, yeah. you actually enjoy the moment differently too. That's um, so true, yeah. I can't even imagine yeah. what a, I guess, like a fashion show or anything would be without social media showing behind no, the scenes awesome. or anything. <laughs> well, I did it at the start of the social media coming in. So Twitter was really big then, massive Twitter. Yeah. But it was more just um, a lot of photographers and you know, um, yeah, it was just different, just different. But I was, I'm very grateful for that. And it'll always be like such a beautiful time, even though that wasn't in my <laughs> life. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, you know, if you've had that experience, you can pretty much do anything, I think. Yeah, yeah <laughs> nothing phases me. I'm like, yeah. oh, you want this? And then the, the client will come over in Australia and be like, it was, you know, a, a shoot. They'll be like, sorry, we need you to get two looks done um, in this and then we need to change a hair. And you've got eight hours and you're like, oh, God, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, wow, this is a breeze. And I also noticed how healthy the models were um, as soon as I got off. I, 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 this sounds awful, but I remember in England it was they were so tiny, probably the size of my thigh was wow. their waist. Oh my goodness! And I just yeah, and I just remember thinking, oh my goodness. And when I came back here, it was like it was really refreshing to see fit models. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the industry, even though we still. Australia is, is definitely a lot more healthy than other areas of the world. So yeah, it was we're nice. We're pretty lucky, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. And how did yeah. you start to get work over here after being overseas for so long? That's a really interesting question. Um, I'll never, I always remember my first kind of big client. It was Rachel Finch for IMG. Oh, all right. Okay. And I'd, and I'd been away and I just remember I had, so I, my kit was still like to get everything from England, it takes months, right? Because we had a container. Oh, so I put my whole kit in the container and then I bought over with, because I just had a baby too, just mm-hmm. a small um, kind of into like a, a kit to use in the meantime. And I'll never forget, IMG called me. They were like, oh, we got your details. I don't even know how they got my details. <laughs> and they said, um, I've got a client, Rachel Finch. I remember calling my twin sister. I'm like, who is this? Because you've got to remember too, I have no idea who anyone is in Australia because oh, I lived overseas. So I don't know, other than really huge, huge, like international names, I didn't know anyone. So I'd call, I was like, should I be doing this? She was like, yes. So, you know, go do it. So I, t- I remember bringing this, you know, hand luggage. Like that's how big it was yeah. with you know, bro, I even went into my best friend's because my best friend has a really good makeup kit because I always tell her what to buy. <laughs> got her kit, got my mum, and I went there and I did it. And even now we laugh about it because she's one of my longest clients. She oh, still will be loyal and uses me whenever she's in Melbourne and she's a beautiful friend of mine. And we always laugh and go, do you remember when you had that kit? Um, <laughs> so that's the first client I did. And then I think it's word of mouth. And it's like, yeah. I, I, you know, I was very lucky. I, I, Lana Wilkins is a stylist. Oh, we I love friend. Lana. She Lana came on the potty. Oh, I love her. She? Yeah, she's a sweetheart and I worked with her. So mm-hmm. um, she, she was actually, I met her when I was 18. We've known each other since I was 18. Wow. She was 21. Yep. She came from a corporate background also. And we we did, we were on Facebook and she, through my husband, I met her actually. And oh um, yeah, she was actually dating one of his friends. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. And then we always laugh and say, like, I have known her since I was eight, since a baby. Oh, my God. Um, and we kind of start, we have a really similar kind of career. We've done things like I came back from overseas and she was like, hey, do you want to collaborate a little bit more? And we started and she kept saying, you guys should use this girl. She's 
she, she kind of pumped up my um, my tyres a little. Oh, that's nice. And, yeah, and people like that. And then there's other stylists, obviously. I work with um, Sydney stylists and then... Even just management, it's, it goes so much deeper. People don't realise, like, PR, management, you know, I think they saw that I actually cared about my work. I wasn't mm. just worried about doing big names or I really just wanted people to feel good and I and, and they probably left and hopefully they liked their makeup, but even more, I hope that they had a good time while we did it. Oh, so, totally, yeah. Yeah, so I made friends, like, and that's how it is. You connect and you look after people. You spend time, and I think another thing is, Emma, even at an event or something, I would always spend time with people it didn't matter if I was going to get something from you. I actually would talk to you. And I think you see in fashion, everyone's like, what can I get from you? Or you yeah. Just, oh, I hate that. <laughs> yeah, I hate it. It's just oh. like, oh, and then when you say um, you're a makeup artist, like in the food chain, you're kind of at the bottom. Oh, my so God. People, people are like, oh, but if it was a photographer, they'd be like, oh, can I go with you? I just mm. never, I just became friends with people because I liked them or, yeah. you know. Yeah, I'm all about that. Like, it's funny. It's funny that you say that because, you know, having, I, I guess, like a fashion and beauty podcast, it's quite, yeah. you know, it's it's funny. It beca- a lot. Yeah, it's funny, though, because <laughs> I'm just that person that I'm just very laid back and I'm, you know, I'm always, I want to know people's stories and, you know, I just, I'm all about, you know, working hard, staying humble, you know, just being nice to people. So, yeah, it's, it's just so funny being in this kind of very almost like pretentious industry, but yeah. being someone who's yeah. just like a normal person that just likes the work that they do. Well, I think I, I've seen a lot of ecos over time, oh, like really do international, like oh yeah, internationals. Right. When you do, you see everything, and I think you know. I, I often think the bigger someone is, the less they actually care, and the more down to earth they are. I think yeah. when you're trying to be something that maybe you're not, or, or something that you your own insecurities, that's when the ego comes out. But totally. I would, I, I think I'm really lucky. I can be honest with you. I really, really have a bad story. That's really great. Don't. Yeah, I think in the in the artist world, I think one thing in Melbourne is it's a lot of women building each other up. I mm. believe that. Yeah. Um, you know, in terms of like talent or whatever. If, they, if you're genuinely their friend, it's all about, oh, what are you doing, Jade? Yep, cool. I'll, I'll help you here. Or help. Oh, that's so that's nice. what I love. Yeah, it's so nice. I think sometimes artists can be a bit funny with each other. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I, one thing with me is I'm very upfront and straightforward. There's no like gray area. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes artists can, but it says so much more about you if you're disrespecting anyone than what it says about the person you're talking about. That's that is what I so believe. true. So. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's, you know, I've had a similar experience, I guess, but, you know, I guess interviewing yeah. people and whatnot, but, you know, it's but funny. But you've done this for a long time too. You're not just someone that just started yesterday. Oh, yeah. Like I've been in the industry for eight years, you know. But, exactly. Um, it's yeah. funny. It's And I guess at the end of the day, it's one of those things you can, you know, I can probably count on just, you know, one hand the bad experiences I've had or, yeah. you know, interviews yeah. that weren't, you know, I walked away from being like, what just happened? Or, you know, I'm a bit upset about that or or whatnot. But then for every bad person, there's like 10 amazing ones. So That's right. And yeah. it makes up for it. And I think as well, the other thing is, you know, that old school way of saying, um, oh, this person's only been in it for five minutes. How do they have success? One mm. thing my husband taught me, I think, being in sport, he goes, just remember there is no time on success. True. So yes. There is no time on it. If you're good, you're good. And if you have success overnight, you have success overnight. I think this whole old school mentality of like, you got to, I think there's a difference with respect, but enjoy your success. It might come early. It might come long. Everyone's story is different. Do you That's know what I mean? true. Yes. Everyone has their so, own journey. That's it. Mm. I love it. Look at us. We're getting so philosophical. <laughs> we are. 
I love it. <laughs> and so speaking of, I guess, you know, having those celebrity clients and, and whatnot. So you've done makeup for people like Jessica Mowboy and Megan Gale and Rebecca Judd and, and so on. The list goes on. But yeah. what do you think is the trick to having celebrity clients come back and upkeeping those relationships? Well, I mean, we touched on it before. Like, it's so funny. Sometimes, like, even when I've done Megan in the past, I'm like, man, sometimes I forget that, you know, in Italy, like, this, she's so massive. Yeah. And you forget because they're your friends. They become your friends. Like, I have so much respect for the talent, especially, like, when you see how far they'll go to just have you. And mm. that's something that you think, oh, my goodness, how nice is that? That you're, you're letting me into your safe zone in your house, your family, your children are here, your partners are here. You must really trust me. So I would never want to jeopardize that trust. Totally. And I would never, it's it's something, a friendship for me as well is really big. So mm. yeah, I think, what well, I don't know what the key to it is. I'm just me. But I think, you know, to be quite loyal, loyal plays a card in it. And when I say loyal, just have their back in terms of if they tell you anything in a, in a moment, you, you keep that confidential. I think yeah. if, if you um, give them the best of you, if you've had a bad day, and you are, you are doing their makeup for an event and you walk in all depleted. Energy is like a sponge. Like if you're around that, then I'm not going to want to go out because you have drained me down. So, so I think being, being creative around someone, we need to lift everyone around us. And it's it's part of it. It should almost be part of your role because mm. um, if you're going to walk the red carpet and I'm a bit of like a Debbie Downer, then I'm going to get to the red carpet and I'm going to be so defeated that before I walk out, I'm just gonna, not going to film my best version. So I think it's really important. I mean, obviously, if you have a bad day and it's just, you, 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 just, you can t- discuss it. But I think I really have tried to like make people feel empowered and good and, and, and confident by the time we finish. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. That's lovely. And I think it, you kind of do a good job. Yeah. And it's one of those things you you go home and you also feel good about yourself because, you know, you've been genuine and you've been, you know, the best that you can be. I don't, I don't actually understand how anyone could live with themselves knowing that they've, you know, been unpleasant or, you know, I I actually can't understand that. Yeah. I think it's just self-awareness. Like you've had a bad day and you've Mm -hmm. had a car accident, you walk in, oh, I've got a bad car accident. And you're doing that, that energy, just like our anxiety is all, you know, you need to really understand that these people are under celebrities, whatever it is, have so much pressure on them, have mm. so much that they need. So it should be an outlet for them getting ready and feeling really like at ease and, and, yeah. and also do a good job. And, don't, you know, when it gets down to the actual skill of makeup, listen to what they like, listen yes. to the products that they want. If there's any other, other artists, I think that's a lot of feedback I get, you know. She's a great artist, he's a great artist, but they don't listen to me. But you need to listen to what that talent like and want. Mm, that's so all nice. that all that you know, all that just client, you know, whether it's a wedding or and you know, the makeup you do on yourself might not suit them or the makeup that they're showing you might not you it's all about communicating. So Yeah, that's so important. And that's really great for, you know, up and coming makeup artists who wanna kinda of get somewhere and they wanna, I guess, work with more more clients and get that clientele going. That's great advice. Yes. Um, and so you've done work for, you know, red carpets, race days, film, television, music videos. So what's your favourite type of work to do? Um, I love red carpet. Mm-hmm. I love red carpet. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. think um, TV's like a kind of TV. Uh, now I don't do so much more. I just do it more for like if celebrities going to go on TV, you kind yeah. of will do their makeup. But I think TV I did in England and it was more like short films. And that. It's very like matte 
heavy makeup that right. looks natural. Yeah. It's a different style, so um, very matte. And, and when you're doing red carpet, it's a it's a mixture of glam and also photograph well makeup as well. Yeah. So you kind of, you need to understand the camera, you need to understand lights, you need to understand the oils in the face. So probably the science background helps me a bit. Oh, totally. Oh, <laughs> my God. Um, there's a lot more that goes into it. And if you do overthink it, you can probably make it more complicated than it has to be. But yeah. I think with the red carpet, it's when, you know, whether it be, I think Logies, I really love Logies. Um, I was in Brisbane, actually, yeah, this year. Oh, um, Gold right. Coast, And it was so much fun because it was just a different vibe. To, even though I'm from Melbourne, yeah. it was a nice vibe because it was all warm and the city really liked having it there. Um, so Logies is good because you can put the outfit together. I mean, a lot of the time I've had stylists on the phone saying, you know, what do you think? And it's nice because you all collaborate and then you say you push the client. So we'll, we'll sometimes be like, that's a time where you could say, okay, I know that you do this, but how do you feel about this? So, for right. example, me and the NGV ball, we had a ball um, – that we, Marie Eva, she's a hairdresser at work. I had her on as well. (laughs) Yeah, she's fun. She's so fun. So we were saying, you know, uh, what about doing a straight hair? You never do that. Like, what about we do a straight hair and we kind of go for a real glam, you know, 90s lip. And, and, you know, all these things, even when she was L'Oreal, she was like, oh, I haven't really done brown. I don't know if we'll see. So it's actually pushing um, people to do creative Stuff, yeah, right. Fashion stuff that gets photographed, and sometimes it pays off, and sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> you guys have to. It's a bit of trial and error, it's isn't hilarious, it? It's but it's fun. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I was actually at the Logies, but I was just um doing some media oh, stuff on the red carpet. So you know, I was there too. We're, we're close. Oh, really? cool. <laughs> yeah, so I did this but... year. I think I had six people, and oh, I, I learned a lesson that year. You're always learning. I learned never to do that many because um you do stretch for time, and you you're really yeah. stretching yourself and your skills. <laughs> Oh my God, crazy times, hey? Yes. Yeah. So I want to jump into some makeup questions for you since, yeah, you know, sure. it is what you do. So um, what's the best tips you have for a perfect base before starting your makeup application? Yeah, so for a perfect base, I think it's really important. It's so unlike anyone who starts off, you have to have a clean base. Mm-hmm. When I say clean, you know, not I've woken up, I'll just chuck some moisturizer <laughs> on. <laughs> I mean, look, I cleaned it last night. I mean, really clean it. And a product and a, and a brand I've been working with lately that I really do believe in has changed a lot of my books that I've been doing is Foreo. Oh, so wow. it's like a, right, yep. Yeah, it's a device that actually cleans your face 30 times more. So you pop it on your face and it vibrates and it cleans your face. It's from Sweden. So that's really important. Moisturizing and massaging. So I know if you're going to work or even a red carpet or a wedding, creating blood flows when you get that plump really, you know how sometimes you look at your skin, you go, oh, it looks really alive. And then other times you can look and you just look so dry. And yes. oh, it's not. So it's all about massaging and, and, and using a really good moisturizer or serum. Right. So um, I would probably say those two things to start with are really important. Facials and things like that. I mean, I don't know how busy you are. I'm so crazy busy. Sometimes really hard. But lately, now that I'm in my mid-30s, I'm trying to really make sure that I look after my skin. So I have mm-hmm. a facial like once a month I'm trying to at the moment. Yeah, good. It's um, with the LED. Life. I love um, a good LED. Oh, yeah, amazing. Yep. So they've been really good. Um, 
otherwise, I'd say tips like with foundation and, you know, your base, definitely don't think that you have to have the same amount of coverage over your whole face. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really, you know, a lot of people get foundation and it's like an even coverage where they put it all over your face. That's well, so interesting. Yeah, sometimes you don't actually need it. So, you know, there might be that you've got all clear skin and then on your chin you might have a little bit more of a hormonal breakout. So, you know, with concealer you can kind of naturally like add it to that area mm-hmm. and just work it in with your finger or something into the skin. But you don't need to then add that coverage to all like the centre of your face and your forehead and all that. Sometimes just be mindful of that or even foundation. You know, If you want to use a tint of moisturiser over your face and then for coverage, just add the concealer. Right. Don't then go, yeah, use foundation over your whole face. Wow, or, I love that. Yeah. I haven't heard that tip on the on the potty, so oh, that's, that's a good one. Good. And there's no rules. No that's rules. the best part. No rules. I love that. And how often should we be replacing our mascara? Mascara is anything cream. Mascara should be every three months. Yes. I I don't want to scare you or anyone at home (laughs) or anyone driving or anyone listening to this. But if you don't replace it, little worms can grow in your mascara. Oh, my God. That's disgusting. And you can't see it. Yeah, mascara, even if you go to price on your bar, Maybelline, buy Loyal, you can't afford maybe one month um, or every three months an expensive one, do change them. You'll see anyway. Even if some people have said to me, oh, my eyelashes got really itchy, and I'm like, that's your mascara. It's telling you it's off. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. I always (laughs) know when it's time. You know, yep, the mascara. You move it on. Yeah, the mascara just and anything tells like me. yeah, and anything liquid, even foundations, you should actually be changing them every twelve months. Like, yeah, should right. never, never pass that. Yeah, yep. don't hoard your foundations. No, jeez, Six to 12. gross. <laughs> I go through mine faster. So <laughs> yeah, true. Oh, you would, you would. Jeez, I need a, I need to get a move on because I have like my favorites, and I have some that I use every now and then. But I think some just of a them. Good occasion. Yeah, go. yeah. Mm, they need to go. I might do a clean up tonight. <laughs> and it's just anything liquid, yeah. Yeah, liquid. Jeez, you need to be careful. Yes. Um, and how do we rock a bold lip without getting it all over our face? Um, that's a good one. I think now we're pretty lucky because there's a lot of kind of lip lacquers, stains yes. that you don't need to necessarily. I do love a good liner. I'm a real liner girl, whether it be like a red lip or, or, a, or a 90s kind of look. I love a liner. However, mm. brands like MAC, Chanel, everything at the moment, they've got just a liquid kind of lip that dries matte and it's really the um, applicator on it, it's really great for precision. So nice. you don't have to then go and like you leave it maybe 30 seconds and it dries matte, but it's still not too matte that you've got dry lips. Yeah, it's right. about finding, I think for someone at home that really has no idea in the most respectful way, I would say grab one of those. Nice. If you're someone that you're going to have a little bit of fun and you're not scared to do that, then add translucent powder to kind of around your lip area. So if you've put foundation on, add translucent powder because that sets it. And then add either your your liner and then your lipstick final. That's that's kind of the old school way. Yeah, great. Um, but there are products now that help us do it faster. So Thank God why for, not go for those? Yeah. Thank God for some beauty innovations. We need those. Yes. I love yes. it. Yes. <laughs> All for that. Yes. And how can we get the perfect no makeup makeup look and what should we be focusing on if we want to look very natural without looking like we're wearing anything? 
Three things. I'd say, obviously, your base is imperative. So, you know, the no makeup look often takes me a lot longer than a glam look. Oh, I can do a glam look so fast. A yeah. no makeup is like, oh, hard one. <laughs> so I think no makeup, you need to still have colour in your face. It's about like liquid bronzers and um, adding warmth in maybe dark foundations. So creams, right. add that bronzer via cream, not powders, because right. that's when you can be a bit heavy-handed and look a bit like cakey makeup. Mm. Um, the other way is, like I said, earlier, just add concealer to the areas you need it. If you, do, if you have freckles and you actually love your freckles, don't cover them then with foundation, yes, you know? Yeah. Leave them and just moisturize well and um, so I think that's the first thing, your base, so what we discussed earlier, any of those kind of things um, make the base look quite natural like that. Mm-hmm. Secondly, I'd say really focus on like um, fluffy, beautiful brows. Cute. So brushing your brow up. Well, I'm obsessed with soap brows if you've got the growth. If you don't, um, buy products where you can kind of draw feather-like strokes rather than really heavy. Mm-hmm. And if you uh, have just no hair growth, I mean, mine aren't great. You do have to go a bit heavier, but at the start of the brow, make that the feathery part. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so right. that yeah, it doesn't look heavy from get-go. Um, so those two. And then the third final one um, that my biggest tip from having that natural non-makeup look is creating that glow. Yes, so we love a glow. glow. Yeah. So the glow just makes you look healthy like, oh, I've just used some rosehip oil on my face, but really I didn't. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, so what I would do is just press into kind of your cheekbones, whatever it is. If you have... Okay, all you've got in your makeup and you're like in the gym, uh, in your bag and you left the gym and you've only got kind of lipstick, like a creamy peachy lipstick or something. Just press that into your cheeks and get the glow through there. Or if you've got, I sometimes have like uh, an oil that I use on my face before. So there's an Estee Lauder overnight repair oil. Press that into your cheeks. Or oh. my favorite is like the RMS. Um, highlighter, which is a coconut base. You can get that at Mecca. If you press that into your cheekbones and, you know, a little bit on your nose and that, that's where you do, it's the best for a healthy glow and mm-hmm. you just look really fresh. In the morning at school drop-off, I look like that. And then at the day, um, I've got all, you know, cruise feet. Oh, no. <laughs> the good thing, like, a good thing is to use, like, hydrating sprays as well. So, yes. um, Tasha, Dewey spray. Love that um, one. Yeah, even MAC fixing spray. Love like, it. any of those just spray your face. Have one in the car. <laughs> yes, I, I live for those. They're, they're the best. Yeah. They just, make you feel good too. Oh, yeah. And especially the MAC ones where they're scented as well. Like I've got lavender, yeah. I've got rose. I can't get yeah. enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're so good. And Natasha's just started a um, matte, matte one. Really? Because so I'm always talking about I love Dewey, Dewey, Dewey. But a lot of people are just like, I hate the oil in my face. I yeah. hate the oil. So yeah. if you're the opposite and you get really oily, have blotting paper. Because sometimes if you're always putting powder on, what happens is you get really cakey. Yes. So um, have some blotting papers and they sell them even at Priceline or NARS ones at Mecca, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know available. what I do? So I'm very oily in my T-zone and so I've never bought blotting papers because yep. I'm just like, you know what, Kids. I can DIY this. Um, yeah, oh, cool. So I, I do this <laughs> trick. I don't, I don't know what your thoughts are, but I do this trick and it works wonders. So this sounds really strange. Yeah. But um, so say you go, you go, I don't know, rip off some toilet paper, right? Okay, yeah. And you yeah. actually get that, say you have like a couple of, I don't know, a couple of um, squares of toilet paper and yeah. you actually kind of open it like and 
rip it in half, like so you yep, yep, so rip yep. the layers from each other. And so then you have two very sheer layers and you just press that into your face to soak up the that's oils. And yeah, it's, that's pretty smart. It's free, <laughs> it does the job, and it literally makes you look like you've just done your makeup. That's actually very, very good idea. I'm going to use, I'm going to steal that from you. Oh my God. I'm going to do that. As a, that's actually really true because that's how thin it needs to be. Yes, you exactly. Can't have it thick. Yes. Yeah, oh my God. I feel, oh, I feel great that you're going to use it. I'm like, wow. I've, I've, I am. I'm going to tell, I'm actually going to tell people if you, um, you know, especially a red carpet when they were sitting there eating, if they have an event or something 100%. and they have to eat and then they get oily. Yeah. Go off the to the toilet. Yeah. Go to the toilet. Mm-hmm. I got this tip from Amber. Yeah, paper and just roll <laughs> it all on your face. You're like, yeah, I've got this tip from Amber. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, yeah, so- <laughs> yep, subscribe and get DIY personal beauty tips as well. So funny. I like that. It works wonders. I honestly, see what I mean, there is no rules. It works. Yeah, yeah, works. and you do it with napkins as well. If you're sitting and you get like a yep. paper napkin, oh, you <laughs> just rip it up and you tear it apart, and then you're good to go. Yeah, love I, it. I remember I, I, I remember I did at uni years ago when I was sitting with some girlfriends before class and um I was really oily and I remember I was going on like this date with this guy and um I had had my makeup on for a few hours and I was getting really oily and I just like ripped up my napkin in front of them and blotted my face and they were like, wow, that actually really worked. Yeah, I actually love that. <laughs> yep, adaptable. I'm yeah, so love glad. it, love it. That's amazing. Good that tip for me. I'm going to take that away. See, every every single time I speak to someone, or did, I have to learn something and I just learned that from you. <laughs> I feel amazing. I can't believe I've... I've given a tip to the artist herself. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. Love it. (laughs) And so highlighter, right? We spoke a bit about that, but it can be scary for some people who have never used it. So how would you say that we can't really go overboard but still give ourselves like a nice glow? Like how do we not go overboard if we see, you know, a highlighter? Because I've seen some people, you know, look like a bit of a disco ball. Yeah, there's a few. Mm. I've seen it. There's this lady I always see every day and I want to go up to her blessed. She's really, you tell, she takes the time to do it. But I just want to say to her, swap powder for cream and it will change your life. Right. So highlighters, yes. if you're doing, so you always, if you're a bit scared, I would go go for cream. So whether it be like, you got to find the right highlighting cream for your skin tone. Mm-hmm. So if you are really tanned, you're not going to go for kind of silver undertones or yeah. you want to go for like pearly, almost see-through or a bronze undertone. Yeah. That's going to look great. If you're really, really fair, then you can, you'd rather go for like almost a silvery see-through highlighter than a gold yellow undertone. So it's just understanding um, your skin and your situation. But I would always say you can't really go wrong with creams because you just keep highlighting. Even if you're oily, the cheekbones is where you do want it to be shining. You don't want it to be matte. So it doesn't matter if you get a bit of oil there. People very rarely get oily on the cheekbones. So that's where you have to add it. That's why highlighting is so hard because... It's not an area. Also, be careful where you place the highlighter because the older you get, you need to steer away from kind of where you smile and your eyes kind of get that happy line to go a little bit lower. And um, lately, I actually pop it in areas. So I never used to pop it on the end of the nose because I'm like, oh, my God, it brings your nose forward. It's You know, you're always taught highlighting is to bring those areas forward, correct? Yeah. So. I would never do the nose, but then I'd look back at photos, some people, and I'd be like, you just look so matte, and you almost look like you need, where does your face end? Yeah, right. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it's blurring you. Where is your the end of your nose? So yeah. It, you've got to look as well. It's 
there's no rules, but look at what you want when you get photographed or when someone sees you, the areas. So cream's great. Stay away from powders. And if you're going to use powder, do not apply with a big brush. So Mm. get like almost a eyeshadow um, buffing brush. Yes. Yep, and just lightly apply it to your cheekbones, Mm. like from the powder to your to your skin with one of those brushes. Totally. I love that. I love using like a little eyeshadow brush for highlighter or one of those little type of tapered tapered kind of a little bit bigger. Yeah, or even a fan, a really fine fan brush too. Mm. You're lucky like they're they're quite good. Yeah. Um, But just, yeah, choose the right colour highlighter because now there's like a million different pink ones, silver. Yes. You know, pick the right colour and also the right texture for your face. True. Texture is a big thing. Mm. Benefit WhatsApp is one of my favorites. I've never tried it. Can you believe that? Wow. I love it. I mix it into everything. Everything. Wow. Oh my gosh, I love it. Great. And I learned, I, I was taught with Benefit because it's such a big brand in Britain. I was taught with that brand. So oh, it's always stuck with me. Oh, amazing. Yeah. I love Benefit. I had Benefit on. They were one of my first podcasts. So that was, oh, um, really? Yes. Yes, I did. I had Hannah on for Benefit. She was great. Yes. Mm-hmm. Brows? Yeah, all about brows. brows. She's done my brows. She's amazing. Oh, my God. I need to get my brows done by her one day. That would be she great. She will make them. Yep. She made mine so beautiful. And big. I just, I wanted to always go in and she's in Sydney, so she flies down. So I haven't been able to go back, but I love her. She's amazing. Oh, that's lovely. She was really lovely. So that was a great point. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And also, so your social media, you always look gorgeous. So no. <laughs> you do. So I need to know. I'm how do you... five minutes. <laughs> how do you get your, like, effortless waves that we always see on your Insta. I need to know. Well, um, it's funny because when you're going to anything like races and that, and people go, I can't believe you went when you spent six hours getting everyone ready. <laughs> um, I always get told, I'm like, I'm a girl that is ready, hair and makeup, max half an hour. Wow. Um, 20 minutes. So I don't like to spend a lot of time because I do it so often on everyone else. Um, I, I'd say for hair, like I said, it's kind of a natural thing I've always found easy. It depends how I'm feeling. I, I, I recently found love in mermaid hair and I've been using a lot yes. of mermaid on people. And now everyone owns one. So like that I speak to, like, I own a mermaid hair. That's great if you don't know how to do it. But I think it's all about um, using a wand, like we are talking about before, that is right for your hair. So I don't use straighteners. They just, I've never liked how it feels when I use them. Mm, um, I like even to curl. I like to always use curling ones. So, mm. um, and I've got every type of curling wand. And I mean, the one that most people will ask is when I, I leave the ends straight. I never curl the ends. Yes, I love but that. Yep, yeah, always leave them straight. And if I want more of like an effortless one, then I use this really thick curling one. It's just a fabulous fabulous one. Yeah. And then if I want more of a textured kind of beachy look, then I use a GHD, which I got actually at Marie Salon, um, and mm-hmm. I use that as a curler. So, and just it's all about how you manipulate the hair afterwards. So whether you pop in some like you know dry shampoo and texturizing spray, mm-hmm. or love Kevin Murphy texturizing eleven pink hairspray, I swear by. Oh. And I probably do my hair every three days, four days, and I leave it and sleep in it. Oh my god! Wow. So I don't really spend a lot of time on my hair, but so my good. hair is my comfort. I feel good when my hair's out. You'll yeah. never really see me have my hair up. I'm the exact same. Oh, my God. And I always tell brides, like if I ever switch brides, they're like, I'm going to wear my hair up. I'm like, oh, do you normally wear it up? They're like, no. And I'm like, why on your wedding yeah. day are you wearing hair up? Oh, my God. Same, same for events. It's like, 
if you feel comfortable with it out, wear it out. Yeah, me with my hair out is my staple. If someone sees me with my hair up, there's something going on. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know, right? You're, you're having a moment yeah. in your life that yeah. you're saying, okay, I'm going to do my hair up. And then you look back at photos and go, what was I thinking? I know. Like any event, <laughs> I will always have my hair down. I can't, Same. like I just cannot. I don't know. I'm just not a hair up girl unless, you know, I'm just at work and, you know, my hair's yeah. gross or it's hot outside. I just, yeah. I'm such a hair down girl. Well, both my daughters, six and four, Amila and Valentina, they're always like, we don't like your hair up. Oh, no! <laughs> I don't know why. They've said that to me since they were wow. like two. Oh, my God. They really don't mind me with my hair up. Wow. Oh, my God. I don't God. know what is, but I'm going to take that kids don't lie. Kids are so <laughs> honest, and I love it. Yeah. So I want to <laughs> listen to them. They're my little beauty advisor. Oh, I love it. So, so yeah, cute. just a good... But with hair, just a good curling one and, and knowing how to use it. I've done a few little hair tutorials, but I'm work I, I actually think that there's a big gap in the market for just something where it's very easy for people that do not know how to get just one bent. Yes. Oh my gosh. But everyone can do curls, everyone can do crazy, you know, waves, but to get one bend it's really hard. Yeah, it is. That's so true. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We need a product like that. Maybe you should yeah. get it. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and so name some of your favorite products you just can't live without, whether that's, you know, makeup or hair or skin. What are your kind of maybe three to five favorites? Okay. So my number one that I can't live without, which I'm so lucky for the past five, six years I've had a supply of, is Dr. Stella Collagen Cream. I can't speak highly enough about this product. Wow. I use it as a moisturizer and primer in one. Um, it's just amazing. It's blue and you have to... It's really hard to get, but you have to get it from a spa or a skin um, salon kind Ooh. of place. Um, but it's Dr. Spiller. It's German. It's amazing. Um, swear by that. It's a bit expensive, but you actually really, it lasts a long time. So okay. I, I love that product. Great. What else do I love? I love anything Tasha. Uh, that's another brand. So once again, when I trained makeup, it was always a lot around Japanese and French products because I think they were always ahead of everyone else. Yeah. Um, Japanese in terms of like Shuamora, you know, now there's Tasha. They're just, yeah. they're really thought well products and, and they don't cut costs when it comes to like the packaging and the actual, it's just a luxe experience. So I love Tasha for that reason. Even their lip balm, it's like got gold in it. And then when I bring it out to clients, they feel special. Like obviously to get your makeup done, you're spending the money or whether a client's spending money, you want to have those little luxe products that you use. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, Tasha, the Dr. Spill. Another uh, product I think that is amazing is probably your Giorgio Armani. I mean, I know that everyone uses it. Yeah, I just tend to mix it. I have like cocktails for foundations, I call them. (laughs) Um, Cocktails for your skin. So, I don't think there's only a few handful of people that you could, that I believe that it looks great purely by itself. Yeah. Um, and then there's some people where they might need like, you know, Dr. Dior backstage, I might put a little bit of that in or I might put a bit of NARS Sheer Glow. Or So I think that's great when you've got a product and you want to stretch it a bit, but you love the colour, but the texture, it's, it's yeah. really important to mix. Um, so that's a good staple. Another thing that is amazing is Tom Ford Brow Mascara. I go on and on about it. Oh, but okay. It, it is, I think it's $70, but it is the best brow mascara you will ever use wow. on your yeah, on your brows. It's like, it's the microfiber. It just picks up tiny hairs and the color is, there's no undertone of orange. There's no red undertone. It's just a beautiful, like, um, 
ash brown and it suits both blondes or brunettes. Oh, nice. So I really love that. Um, I could keep going. Um, <laughs> I love it. You're, you're, doing, you're doing great. All of those products sound amazing. I really love, yeah. Well, thanks. That's, um, that's obviously a star, unless there's any more you want to say. but uh, The other one by Terry, um, two of their products that I love and I've mentioned, I like the powder. It's a hydrolytic um, powder that it's just translucent. It's great for anyone that's, you know, and anyone at home or anyone that's listening to it, wherever you are, I think powder is something that people really need to get their heads around. So you've got a lot of people that are in beauty and they're like, of course you use powder. And then you've got people that really love makeup but they won't touch the powder because they think it's for old people. Yeah, true. So I've, I think it's changing but I still know a lot of people that just are like, I don't use powder, babe, I don't use powder. Yeah. And I'm like, if you do not, if you want your makeup on in five hours, you need to set it because totally. your face is going to absorb it. So. And if you, if there's people, I'm not against it or anything, but if there's people that use um, any kind of fillers or Botox or that, that will give you a shine that no amount of powder will be able to combat. <laughs> yes, so true. Oh, my God. So, so just be mindful of that. Um, <laughs> but once again, I'm not against it. I'm just saying that that's the part where powder won't get rid of the shine. Um, and another uh, by Terry product that I love is the CC Serum. So they come in different um, colours. And they're just really stunning underneath your foundation as a primer that it doesn't go too shiny, but it just makes the illuminating kind of come out of a foundation in the light spot. Cute. And you can get bronze ones. So if your face is a lot lighter than the rest of your body, it's a good way to pop on first and kind of get a bit of a bronze on your face. Nice. That sounds gorgeous. Yeah. And then there's really pearly ones for fair skin. So um, oh yeah, that's, that's a quick off the top of my head. I love it. You've done a time. great job. Hopefully everyone's <laughs> writing them down. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so you're an e-online beauty contributor and a Westfield Doncaster beauty ambassador. So yeah. what do those roles entail and how did you land them? Uh, so E is like, it's just, it was a quite organic thing that I, I can't really remember. Is that really bad? I think it started because <laughs> um, <laughs> I actually think it started that I did something for them and it did quite well and they really liked the beauty side of it. And then we just kind of kept a long-term relationship. So um, whenever there's red carpet, whenever there's races, I take over that side of it and do kind of a step-by-step. And I'm so lucky and grateful people like Anna Heinrich that, you know, the public love and she's so beautiful and she... She is a good friend of mine and it's been great to sometimes I've done hers or other or other clients. It's just a real step by step. It's been great and I really loved that. Um mm-hmm. and obviously E is a great, you know, platform for anyone to be kind of associated with. So I'm yeah. really grateful for that. Um and Westfield, like they're like my family. So the Westfield I've done so much like since coming back here, whether it be Southland in the uh, Melbourne area. Southland and Doncaster, something really organic. And once again, I went and I did a masterclass and I never forget I was up there and I was talking about products. And as you can hopefully tell, I really love what I do and it kind of transferred. And then I was so lucky that they offered me a um, long-term role that I've um, at the local, at a, at a local Westfield that's really close to me, but it's a beautiful one in Melbourne and it's quite luxe and, and everything they have there. So I'm always there. It's, it's, it's something that is organic. It's not mm. so contrived. Like I actually go and shop there. So Yeah, great. Um, I'm always forgetting to order lashes. I go there. I'm yeah. always, you know, going into the Mecca or Sephora and saying product knowledge because as an artist, we aren't educated on the product. So you have to spend time and do that. Yeah, true. Um, and yeah, and I'm I'm really grateful for those opportunities. I've got a few other little long term things going on as well, which 
um, yeah, next year it's kind of in full swing. But I've also got an amazing um, management um, one day dream. Yes. Um, so they are amazing. They've opened – when they believe in you too. I mean, Amber, it's so nice to believe in yourself and obviously you need that. But when you have an agent that actually believes in you, it's shifted a lot of things for me. So yeah. um, Prue and Annabelle, the two girls I work with, they're amazing. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. It's always nice to have, you know, someone Good backing you as you. well. Yeah. Yeah, I love yeah. that. That's amazing. And they're – they're obviously great. I've I've spoken to them a few times. Yeah. So and I mean I did a few um I've done beauty bars. So I don't know if I've done beauty bars at like the Grand Prix, at the cricket, AFL and right. it was kind of my own beauty bars. And through doing those as well, I also met uh, and, you know, in Maya, I did also um, around Australia. It was a runway and I was heading and I had all these teams. And I just started to realize last year I needed people that you could rely on that actually wanted it the same way when I first started or when I was at a point in my career that I still wanted it. And I met these people and we started a WhatsApp group. And now we're all together and oh, we're all... that's nice. And when we can't do a job, we'll put it out to the WhatsApp group. So it's nice with communities and other makeup artists that I have a lot of respect for. Mm-hmm. It's I just try and surround myself with like-minded people and hopefully that's how I get opportunities, you know? Yeah, totally. It's always nice when you have people that you can connect with who are in the same industry or do a similar thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's exactly. kind of like a great friendship, but it's on a, a different level as well because you actually... Understanding, yeah, yeah, very understanding. It's so different to your everyday friends or friends from school. Oh, or yeah, and uni. even my best friends from school, like no one will ever compare to them. I love them. We've been from kindergarten, this four Cute. of us. But um, sometimes I'm sure that they do think, oh, well, I, they probably find it hard to understand something. So yeah. it's good to have other people in the industry that do understand it and you can be on... You can you can talk. It's like that person next to you in an office, basically, but you don't have that. Totally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, what advice can you give to someone who wants to take the next step and be a full time freelance makeup artist? I think the advice is to keep going. Firstly, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember someone telling me this, and I pass this on to anyone I know. Any creative, whether you're a photographer, whether you're a stylist, whether you're a hairdresser, whether you're a makeup artist. You, you obviously have a love for something and you have good taste because that's why you're liking this. It's your taste. Mm-hmm. What happens is you go and you do the either the studying or you, you throw yourself out there and the skill and your taste take a long time to, to get together and match. Right. And I think what happens is three or four years you're going, why isn't my skill? So why I'm trying to do this, but it's not matching what I see in my head or my eyes. So I think it's not giving up because a lot of people give up after two or three years and go, this was so hard, I'm sorry, I can't do it anymore, I'm not earning money, see you later. And yeah. doors are shut. Like there's been, I, I have never said, oh, so many doors have been shut because any door that's been shut, I've looked at the door that opens. I'm just one of those crazy people that are like, okay, I, I'm only allowed to get upset for tonight and tomorrow I've got to get over this. Yeah. Um, so it's all how you look at it, um, but something will come up and, and, and like I said, put yourself in that situation. This whole thing about you're where you are because you've had luck, I really believe you have to put yourself in a situation where there's luck. True. There's no, you know, there's no such thing. There's, it's this oh, right time, right place. It can't keep happening. You have to be making the right decision. So mm. listen, listen, listen to anyone around you, you know, um, and, and take time to talk to everyone, not just people you think you're going to get an opportunity through. And also in those three years, I think do anything and say yes to everything. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Don't think you're too good to do a wedding or don't think you're 
not good enough to do a shoot. Mm-hmm. Just that's about putting yourself in the situation. You've been asked or it's come available. Don't think of the – if you're following the dollars, they'll never come. But if you're following success, dollars will come. True. Oh, my God, I love that. That's such good <laughs> advice. So I hope that's like – I don't know. If you're just chasing the money, you'll be chasing it for a while. Mm, you'll <laughs> never be satisfied. Like, you'll never be satisfied. But if you're chasing like success and things, then all of a sudden you start to get some paychecks come through and you'll mm-hmm. be – so excited about it yeah you know? totally and it'll be genuine excitement and it's like wow yeah. this is great look at me go you created that and you work for yourself you yeah. don't work for anyone <laughs> true oh my gosh yes love how good is it <laughs> so good and what's coming up for you in 2020 and what are you hoping to achieve this year i am i'm excited because i feel like i'm a different person really this year i've grown a lot um the last few years I think moving home, having children, balancing, you know, mum life with this and with fashion and friendships, is, we're just pulled in so many directions. I'm excited because I feel like I really kind of know who I am now and I'm not, I don't know, I think that through makeup and, and, and everything I can just enjoy it and be yeah. happy and not be like always wanting the next because I think what we do and everyone that I'm in this industry, it's like, okay, we did this. We've got to do this now. Mm-hmm. Like it's just always about the next thing. And I mean, a part of me has kind of just started to appreciate what is happening. Yeah. <laughs> because you don't know. You don't know. Tomorrow's not promised to anyone, you know. So um, it's got some things going on, some long, more long-term things. It's, you know, it's just, yeah, I'm really excited. I can't say that much, but... You know, in a, it's it's nice to be asked as an expert because you think you don't really classify yourself as that. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> so when you should. So when someone says, can you give an expert opinion? You're like, I'm not an expert. <laughs> but <laughs> thank you for asking that. <laughs> so a few of those things come up and are coming ahead of next year. But right. um, I'd also, there's one thing that I haven't done. I'd also love to have my own brand doing Ooh. something in the industry. I feel like it's, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I actually know it will happen. Um, and it's kind of, yeah, what? what, what? I don't know. But uh, that's my next kind of goal. I love that. It's good to <laughs> set those goals. and dream. Yes, love it. You're going to have to update me on everything you're doing and then I'll get you back on for updates. Hello. Yeah. Well, I've just got all these business women around me and they're all just doing so well. And I think it's empowering. You've got it is. To, you know, and the beauty industry, like, I think if anything you get from today is yes, like makeup is so amazing and I love it. But I, my whole thing is about feeling and beautiful, not just on the outside, the whole experience. Mm. So um, yeah, it's, it's a it's a very big industry right now. It is, and you know everyone's coming out with a hot new thing. So oh, they are. Yeah, it's like it's my actually Prue uh, explained to me the other day. It's a billion dollar industry. It's like fashion. Um, um, I think online fashion has taken over so much and I'm, I'm so closely worked with fashion that retail has really had a hit. Yeah. Um, so beauty, just people will go and buy that lipstick if they can't afford the dress that they want, you know. Totally. So true. I love it. It's so exciting. It's an exciting time. It is. I it love is. It. Yes. All right. So, Jade, I have a few random questions for you. <laughs> Oh, I'm scared. Don't be scared. <laughs> Don't be scared. It's just a bit of fun. They're they're very okay. ridiculous, I must say. Um, so yeah. Okay. Here we go. All right. So number one, would you rather get the hiccups every time you laugh or sneeze every time you cough? I'd rather sneeze when I cough because I laugh a lot. 
<laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, love it. I think I'd choose that one too. Yes. Yeah. Good one. Okay. Number but two. I can smell sneezes. So oh, you can smell enough. sneezes? Yes. Can you smell them? I heard. <laughs> It's a weird thing I've you had since like, a child. Wow. Yeah. What do you mean? Like you can feel what's coming I on? Can you can actually smell it. Room. I can walk into a room and be like, did someone just sneeze? What? Yeah. That's like a superpower. I've, taught, I've actually taught my kids and husband and they can smell it now too. What? <laughs> oh my God. You've like changed my life. I'm gonna... Yeah. It's like a dampness. It's actually disgusting. Wow. <laughs> oh my God. That's gross, but fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> I was born with a skill. Wow, you need to do something with that. You need to, yeah, you need to make a living off that for sure. (laughs) Yeah. And would you rather get a haircut by a sword or by fire? Oh gosh, that's actually really hard. (laughs) No, 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 no. A sword. A sword. Yeah. Yes. At least a sword. Yeah, I feel like a sword would at least have precision. Fire, I'd have all uneven ends. True. Oh, my God, yes. We can't have those. No. No. (laughs) And if you had to compete at the Olympics, what sport would it be for? Oh, God, I am the most uncoordinated. (laughs) If you could, like, choose one. I'd probably say run at the sprint. Oh, yes. Because that's the only thing I can do is run. Yeah, feeling that. Basically, there's no hand-eye coordination. (laughs) So that they're ruled out then? Yeah, no no throwing, no shot put, none of that. (laughs) And like, I don't know, wait, what else is at the Olympics? Yeah, I just run, I just run. Yeah. That's it. And, you know, that's that's totally fine. You know, running's great. But it'd have to be short distance. Yeah, geez, long distance, (laughs) no way. Who has time for that? Oh, well, Shade, you have been amazing. Thank you for being so Thank open. You. you have been. Oh, yep. Yeah, open book. Thank you so much. I had so much fun. Oh, I really so enjoyed that. Glad. I loved it. It was so fun. It was really good. Oh, Thanks for having me. No worries. And, and I loved your questions at the end. Oh, yay. Thank you. That's my little signature that I do. I love it. It's so fun. I love it. It's well, fun. thank you, and uh, can't wait to see what you do next. Thank you. Bye. Bye.